I'm just happy that our guys understood that we're not going to roll over. We're going to fight. And I was really encouraged after the game, after a tough loss, down 3-1. Uh, there's no quitting our team. Uh, those guys are fired up, and they're ready to get back out there and play game, game five and to try to stretch and extend this series. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. All right, there's Mike Malone saying there's no quitting the team. PK, we, we're not really commenting on Game 3. It happened on Friday, and now we had this crazy Game 4. But when he says there's no quitting their team, well, he's saying it because there was quitting the team. Oh, on Friday? Yeah. Uh, game three? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought they rolled over and played dead. In the third quarter, they when they don't chase Donovan Mitchell down on the dunk and just stand there and let just let him go and watch him throw down a windmill for a 30-point lead, that was awful. I, I would have substituted everybody and just played the bench and said, you guys sit over here, man. Or I think it was uh, one time somebody, I can't remember who it was, they were really sucking and the coach then, it was a big old blowout. Instead of emptying the bench, he made them play the whole rest of the game. <laughs> you don't get any time off. Yeah, he made them stay out there against the winning team's scrubs because he felt like that was the way he wanted to embarrass them. Because, yeah, yeah they totally quit in that game. That was disgraceful, man. But they came back with a good effort, and they were down 11 in the fourth quarter and couldn't have gotten blown out, and they didn't. Jamal Murray got hot down the stretch and finished with 50 points of his own. Mitchell with 51. You know, I was uh, saying before this started, in an era when shooting is so important and three-point shooting is so critical, how can you lose a guy who's 20 points a game and shoots over 40% from three and not feel it? Right? That was the number one reason I thought the Jazz were in trouble with this series of Bogdanovich. And Mitchell, with two 50-point games, there's been no need for more scoring or more three-point shooting. He's just, he's been unbelievable. He's averaging 39.5 points a game in this series. And that's only because he'd be over 40, but because of the two blots, he didn't have to play late in those games, and he had 20 and 30 points, but he didn't really do anything in the fourth quarter of those two games combined. Yeah, yeah. The the point total is the point total. I, I look at the series total, and it's three one. Whatever it takes to win. I mean, the, the, to me, that's where it's at. I'm not. That, those, those are the only numbers I care about. And so he could average this or that. The fact is, he's taking and making huge shots, and he's it, it, he has right now as much confidence as I've ever seen in any Jazz player in the 27 years that I've been here. It, that's a fact. You just look at it. And I saw it in the in the restart. I've been hammering this now for weeks. It's one of my more impressive calls. I mean, trying to like make a list of my impressive calls. We need, what, probably three, four hours. But that's got to rank right up there, man. Uh, your, that. your best one is Tiger Woods is done because he lost one tournament on the 18th green to Y.E. Yang. That's hands down the best. I, I'm serious, PK. Lots of guys lose a tournament that a guy of his quality would be done because he lost one tournament. His body broke down, man. <laughs> and his marriage and everything. I mean, his life really. Yeah, well, he's winning, though, everything. when his marriage was when he was, well, we know what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> but I just felt, I saw it in Mitchell's eyes, man. 
that he was just going to explode. Do I think to this level? No, of course not. But I thought this was going to be a coming out party, so to speak, and it has been. So I mean, with all guys, these stats, it's just been know, unbelievable. When you say not to this level, if you reorganize everything, and obviously the voting for first, second, and third team NBA, that's all done, right? Because that, that's a regular season thing. But like, how good is he now? When you're an all-star, you're one of the top 25 or 30 players, depending on you know who's injured and, and that kind of stuff. There's 24 players of the game. Well, Steph Curry wasn't there. So you're one of 25, okay? Because Steph's still in the top 25. And Clay's one. So now you're one of 26, right? So where is he now? Top 10, top 15, top 10, top 5. I mean, there's a lot of players putting up phenomenal offensive numbers. And some of the guys who aren't are kind of cruising, but you don't doubt them in the biggest moment. Like, LeBron's not beaten until he's beaten. I don't care if he's averaging 39.5 points a game like Donovan or not. He's not beaten until he's beaten. Yeah, I'm putting him in there. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, top players in the game. It's hard for me to say on the East because I just don't focus on it as much. Uh, I'm, so you I'm, might be overlooking a Tatum. I mean, you're not overlooking uh, Giannis. Yeah, I mean, I know who those guys are, obviously, and but I watch them. Night in and but I, I just don't focus on their opponents the way we do in the West. I mean, the West is just everything. You, you dissect it inside and out. Uh, so... To me, right now, top of my head, I got to put him in there. To me, as crazy as it sounds, he's surpassed Lillard right now today. Now, that could change. But right now, I'm taking him, Mitchell, Doncic, uh, LeBron, and then Kawhi. I suppose uh, right now, Kawhi? No. Mm-hmm. No. No, I'm not. Unless, well, if... Uh, <laughs> right? This is why it's so hard to do the list. Kawhi <laughs> over Mitchell? No. Not right now. Kawhi over, as you just said, Antetokounmpo and Tatum? Okay. But not over Mitchell. Ooh. Ooh. Not right now. Not Ooh. today. We're talking today. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get words out. He's shivering, literally. <laughs> well, I know, but it's like 42 degrees in this studio I'm again. <laughs> I'm not going rep. PK, I'm going actual production right now. You have never been so happy to be socially distanced as you have been the last week. For whatever reason, the temperature's out of control again. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm just sitting here in my BVDs. Hey, now. With that stupid <laughs> teddy bear from TV last night. Well, it was late at night, That's but I used better. to go to bed. All right, I'm done with this thing. He just throws the teddy bear over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it's not, I don't feel like Kawhi's just rep. You know, it's like you were the best player on the championship team last year. That's until last someone, year! I get it, but until someone wins a championship this year, I'm no. not letting that go. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about now. Right now. I can't emphasize that enough. That's I'm gonna in order to do it, I have to emphasize now because you got me on the other stuff. Yeah. And that's why I just wonder as much as we want to rank one, two, three, four, this is like the Pac twelve South after nine games. We could do a preseason poll and rank them one through six, but there's gonna be a bunch of teams at five and four and four and five. And so you got the teams that are tied, and even when you're a game in front of somebody, well, guess what? You didn't play Oregon and they did. So let's not get too far in front of ourselves. You were beating up on Oregon State, and they were losing to Oregon. Of course you're a game in front of them. 
Okay. And I feel that way about the top players in the game because right now, well, right now on Monday morning on the day after Donovan went for 50 the second time, you get an argument. But in two weeks, if they're meeting in the second round, assuming the Jazz close out yeah, the Nuggets yeah, and, yeah. and the Clippers have got to get two out of three because basically we've hit reset in the Mavericks series. You know, I, yeah. you know who's going to win that series? I think you're still going to pick the Clippers. Yeah, well, we'll see when we get there, but yeah. Um, yeah, right now, today, I would agree with that. Right. And, and to forget two weeks and two days, I might change it. Uh, but today, and, and don't talk Pac-12 for a whole year because this is going to break my heart as we get closer to Labor Day. It's just absolutely going to break my heart, man. And I'm, I'm glad we don't have to talk about it right now because it's just shocking to me that that's where we're where, where we stand and it's just so heartbreaking for so many folks involved particularly people who need that for, to make money off of it and then i'm talking about the coaches who make four million bucks i'm talking no about you're talking about other stuff people in the athletic talking about that we both yeah, know right right right, right. The, the the yeah the, the common man the right. common woman because that's all i am and yeah. that's all i'll ever and it, it's people we know we know multiple people who are making yeah. i don't know what they're making i guess we could probably look it up somewhere but they're making 40 or 60 or eighty thousand yeah. bucks and they're grinding day to day that's and, what and I'm they're getting impacted about. by this, right? Right, I'm talking about. Yeah. So anyway, but as far as it goes, I have to go today. If I leave off Mitchell in a top five, it's a joke. It's not a representative of top five. This kid is startling right now, and he's he really makes it look so easy. It's like when he rises up for a J. I'm thinking, go back on D, fellas. This thing is going in the bottom end. It's like he's not even surprising me anymore. He's putting up 50, and he's not even surprising me. You're not even really thinking, wow, what an individual performance that was. No, this is Mitchell. This is what he does, man. And if if, if they need only they only need 35 because he went, uh, they blew him away, yeah. Well, obviously he could have scored more if it was a tighter game. But I don't know that I've ever, ever, ever seen a lighter jump shot right now than Don, what Donovan Mitchell has. The ball floats in the air. Yes to that. But I think just as impressive is the fact that he's getting himself so open. I mean, he is getting – and I guess we you know, credit the other four guys on the team because it's hard to double and it's hard to help on him because you don't want to leave the other guys. I mean, even on a night that Joe Ingles literally doesn't score a point. They don't want to leave him. That's you know? because Joe is so unselfish. He didn't want to take any of the glory <laughs> that's, away that's from Mitchell. It. But Mitchell is, uh, it's not, uh, at least when Jordan, with Jordan Clarkson, you do have that, no, no, good shot, right? That's not a great shot. It's like, how does he force it and score over that guy? And then eventually you just stop with a not a good shot because you realize when he's feeling it, anything's a good shot. But Mitchell, you just routinely, he's open. How does he get so much separation time and again? And it's partly scheme, but it's partly just him, too. Well, you got to lay off him because he could Euro step his way right to the bucket. As he did late in the game for a layup. There yeah. was also an uncontested layup. It's not like he had to throw it over two guys and in. He was past everybody. They were up in the middle of the lane. I mean, I think the only question for Mitchell is it: do you put it between the statues and the J-note, where exactly do you put his? <laughs> He's got to go by the J-note. And, goes, and so, we should say that there's still the northwest corner that doesn't have anything, right? Because the statues are southeast. I know, but that that is... Too out off the beaten tra- path? Uh, uh, right now it is because most folks enter from the east. Yes. 
But if you go to some places uh, like uh, Notre Dame, you know, they got statues all the way around. Yeah. Uh, so they're good. Hey, we can make it uh, on there. I'm just wa- I'm wondering. I mean, it's heading in this direction, man. This guy's just incredible. Well, I mean, it's, you and I weren't here for it, but we were around plenty of people who, when they talked about Adrian Dantley, it was with just total respect and reverence because of what he did for the club and the way he scored and sold tickets at the time they desperately needed it. When that club was really struggling to stay here. And, and he was just, you just had to see him. You had to see him. He was that good. And then we were here for Stockton and Malone's glory days. So, you know, we know about them. And the fact that the numbers Donovan is putting up, and I get the game has changed and the three-point shot and all of that, but the numbers he's putting up are just dwarfing what Malone and Danley did. I mean, what Malone and Danley did is being talked about decades after they did it. So you know it was good. If you're talked about it decades later, you know it was good. And Mitchell's dwarfing those numbers. And I get the game has changed, but still. So how do you not put him in the top five today, and how do you not put the Jazz minimum on second tier? I don't understand it. So with him in the top five, it's because, and maybe this is the bias of the game has changed, and so I'm stuck with what the game was 10 or 20 or 30 years ago, but I'm leaving out a player who has to be top five. I mean, it doesn't make any sense that 10 players have to be top five, but look at the level some of these stars are performing at. Who are you putting ahead of uh, Mitchell? I couldn't believe you put you put him in front of Lillard after right the now, way we today? gushed yes. about Lillard for three weeks in the bubble, taking all in all comers night right, after but night. That was three weeks ago. I I'm know, talking I today. I know Doncic. Yeah. Okay. Fine. LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis. I have a hard time eliminating any of those three guys, and I haven't even mentioned James Harden yet. Any top five list, James Harden's been unstoppable for years. And I realized then he just got stopped in game three. <laughs> so it's not oh, about yeah, years. Game. It's right now. James Harden is a phenomenal offensive player, but Mitchell right now is hotter. He is. Well, he is hotter. I mean, there's no way around that. 51 and 57. Only four guys have ever had 50 points in the same playoff series twice. And you're one of the four. And when you find out you're on a list, a four-person list with Wilt and MJ, you don't really have to bother me with the details. That's a good list. Allen Iverson's the other guy. And what Dance is doing is just, uh, it is uh, so impressive. It, 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 it. It it does uh, doesn't do justice to try to describe it. I mean, this is just this is just amazing what he at twenty frigging one, one. In, in the back end of his second year. It's a, he's a combo of Magic and Bird. <laughs> that is awesome. Now it's only in the first round, and those fellows did it in the finals when it to win counted the most. Right. So pump the brakes. And I and I need to pump the brakes myself uh, because they were they were doing it against each other. They took turns in the finals, and Magic, as a rookie, did it against uh, Dr. J. See, in, in in my mind, yes. So all of that, but even for the guys who haven't won championships, when you're James Harden 
and you know your your team lost the most recent game, and you didn't get get it done in the biggest moments. Houston only scored three points in overtime. Uh, he had thirty eight points, seven rebounds, and eight assists, and he's been doing it for years. And in a quote unquote off night and losing, that's what he does in a loss. I don't. Know, you start putting a top five list together. I don't see how I'm leaving Harden out of it. But that's the kind of stuff I'm saying about eight or ten guys right now. Well, I don't know that I can go eight or ten. I think that's too... Well, I was at six before I had Harden, so Harden's seven, and I haven't run through everybody, so I'm figuring I've screwed up and left somebody off the list. Well, I think you're going on rep more than actual playoff production of the Antetokounmpo, which is fine. That, and that may well be. Yeah. I mean, he I mean, deserves They're 2-1 some against form. Orlando, and Orlando's basically a hall pass in the first round. They shouldn't be 2-1. They, they should have right. been a sweep. Yeah, although they, they, I just don't think there's a lot of talent on that Bucks team. Uh, yeah, it's because Giannis is that good. I get where you're going. It's like it's a long way from him to Middleton, and it's a long way from Middleton to Lopez or whoever else you want to go to. They, you know, it, the it, emphasis on whoever else. Right, yeah. It really, if you want to go to any team, if you want a comparison for the Bucks, it's 2007 Cleveland with LeBron to Mo Williams and Mo Williams to Zarajau or whoever else. Uh, or 2020 Mavericks with Porzingis sitting out a game. <laughs> okay. And as far as the Jazz on the on the tiers, I think if I did anything typing up that list, and it's up on Twitter, you can uh, vote right now what tier they're on. Downgrade Denver and downgrade Boston. I have a hard time. I think Houston, until I see otherwise, they're a cut behind the L.A. teams. Until they beat them. And maybe they'll beat both of them and go to the final. Or maybe they'll only have to play one of them because someone else will take out one of the L.A. teams. Um, but as long as they get Houston on the second tier, I just can't bring myself to put the Jazz on Houston's tier until I see the Jazz beat Houston. Yeah, but there's levels of tiers within the tier. <laughs> well, then, then that, if that's true, then you got bailout and you can do it. You can just, you know. If you say, say this tier is in order of importance, if you don't, Okay. If you want to go tier two, put the Jazz in tier two and put them behind Houston, then you got me because I did not consider that at all for a second when I hammered out that list. I just don't think the Jazz are on the same tier as Houston, and I think that they went to great lengths not to play Houston the first round and make sure they get Denver. Uh, yeah, fine, and they did what they did, but put put if you're going to go Houston you're not going Harden versus Mitchell you're going Houston versus the Jazz mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. three best players on Houston and can the Jazz top those three in a 3 yes. on 3 game yes the way Mike Conley's playing right now today yes Conley and Clarkson got it going and you know, I put I, Gobert I think, in there. I think, uh, oh yeah, if you're going to go four deep, why well, no? Oh no, 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 no. I go, I go Gobert before I go Clarkson, uh, Gordon, and then I never know on any given night. They're ham and egg in it. You know, it's uh, Austin and Rivers maybe has a, is back for if they should get to that point, right? And play each other, it probably won't happen where they actually act to actually play on the floor. But, but it'll you, be interesting to see what the Jazz do and how much they try to deny Harden the ball and let Westbrook have it. Like, hey, Westbrook, if you can beat us, then we get beat. If he plays. Because, you're right. You're right. If he plays. Because we, we, nobody wants any part of James Harden. Nobody in their right mind 
you know, and, and you may beat them. But when you beat them, usually it's the Warriors. Well, the Warriors have three or four guys playing at the highest level. So, yeah, they eventually beat them in six and in seven. <laughs> it's three on one and four on one, and they still need six or seven games to beat them. Yeah, yeah. And I love this discussion, man. This is the essence yeah. of sports. Harden just, I think if you're on the other team, you know, and if it's the Jazz who match up with Houston at some point, obviously they're on other sides of the bracket, so we'd have to get the conference final. We're a long right. ways from that. But if it's yeah. just Harden ought to scare the you-know-what out of you. And it doesn't mean you Good. can't beat him, but he ought to, he ought to frighten sure. you to no end. I'm yeah, <laughs> trying right. to be careful so Yacht doesn't hit the dumb button. I can't use that word, can't use that word. Well, don't, don't go Montrez uh, Harrell. Yeah, obviously. hey now. <laughs> hey now, just end up having to apologize. Just, uh, save Which yourself he the apology. did. He That's did. What people should he, do, man. He did apologize, and it seemed, you know, genuine. It wasn't like in passing was. with some snide look on his face. It was right there looking him right in the eye, knowing full well, hey, I yelled at you in front of the cameras. I need to apologize in front of the cameras. You know, don't yell at someone in front of the cameras and then, you know, apologize over, uh, you know, at the pool later when nobody's watching. <laughs> so he, he full well knew all the cameras would be on that. And Doncic took it just like Larry Bird when Rodman and Thomas Isaiah made those comments. No, oh, just another and, guy. Yeah. And, and Larry Bird took the apology in stride and says, let's not make this a big deal. And Doncic took it in stride and said, let's not make this a big deal. Stuff happens, man. Uh, Montrez here, though I think that he's a bad – no, I don't know the guy. But the fact that he humbled himself to apologize makes me think more of him today than I did a couple days ago. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, everything you missed in this show, we'll get to it. Stay with us. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Jazz beat the Nuggets 129-127. 51 points from Donovan Mitchell. 50 from Jamal Murray. Jazz up three games to one. They'll try to close out the series in Game 5 tomorrow night, 4.30 on TNT. The winner of the Jazz Nuggets series will get either the Clippers or the Mavericks. That series is tied at two games apiece after Luka Doncic went for 43 points and hit a game-winning three at the buzzer. Celtics sweep the Sixers, 110-106. Raptors sweep the Nets, 150-122 in Game 4. Today, Bucks trying to go up 3-1 on the Magic, 11.30 on NBA TV. Rockets up 2-1 on the Thunder, trying to make it 3-1, 2 o'clock on TNT. The Pacers in the heat at 4.30. The Lakers and Blazers at 7 o'clock. Both those games also on TNT. That's your Back to Basketball update. And it is presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. been a long four months. Welcome back. Oh, Donovan, don't do me like that. But finally, the NBA is back. Back up and hammer. That is filthy, Rudy. Catch every second of every moment of Utah Jazz basketball. As the Jazz resume play from the bubble in Orlando, your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Vinny Smith trying to get it to Luca. They do, but way outside. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does. He hits. He hits. And the Mavericks have won the game. Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn. And the series is tied at two games apiece. Five on the clock. Donovan through the legs. Rise. Fire. Three. Sweet revenge. Talk now, Paul Millsap. Talk now. What do you got to say? That's a three in your grill, Paul. Donovan Mitchell, you are something else. 46 for the kid. Don't talk to me, says Donovan. Don't talk to me. Well, that's not what he said, but Locker's on the radio, so I guess he had to come up with something. And the Mavericks guy needs a bigger room because we could hear the echo when he started shouting. Or he needs more like, you know, sound deadening. So, so that'd be good, too. Yeah. Let's see, they put Locke in the arena, so that won't be a problem. All right, it's time now for uh, everything you missed in this show, everything we were talking about. Uh, brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ramy, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. That was an awesome day of playoff basketball in the West and a day we could absolutely ignore in the East, PK. The two games, are that, that was plenty. <laughs> that was awesome. Right down to the bitter end in the Clipper-Mavs game with three lead changes in the last 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. The NBA couldn't have had a better day as far as I'm concerned, as far as his product goes, with the two young guys, too, no less. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, a 21-year-old and a 23-year-old. Uh, he and I assume Doncic is 21. I don't know. I should probably look it up. He is. He's 21. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, the two, two guys like that. And even Jamal Murray on the other end, you know, he's only 23 himself. Uh, so... That's what I say. I say this constantly, that the leagues just reinvent themselves because new stars come in that captivate my attention. And what I'm looking for as a sports fan, I had on full display yesterday. I had it in the, I watched three sports yesterday, basketball and baseball, and I got entertained in all three. And that's what I'm looking for, man. To me, it's like going to a movie. Was I entertained? Did I enjoy it? Yeah. That's a, the outcomes can be different from movie to movie and what have you, but did I enjoy myself? And the answer is yes. I'm surprised you found the golf that entertaining. There was the excellence, but there wasn't the well, competition. You, yes, it's right. Though. Absolutely. It's he was uh, bludgeoning people with birdies, if that's possible. Yeah, it's greatness. <laughs> uh, Dustin Johnson went uh, 30 under and won by 11 shots. Can you imagine being 19 under for a tournament and not even remotely being in the hunt to win? Right, that's that's greatness. That's that's what I'm saying. So, you know, at the pro level, I watch for greatness. You know, you don't get people rag on colleges because they're not nearly as good. Obviously, that's where the competition aspect of it comes in. It doesn't necessarily have to be greatness. You know, Jimmer, as we found out, he was great at his level, but he wasn't great at the pro level. But at his level, he provided just scintillating moments. And to me, that's plenty good enough. You had to bring up Jimmer, huh? <laughs> well, I was just listening, I was thinking of shots. Uh, I can remember me and Scotty G sitting in the Thomas and Mac huh. when he went off against New Mexico in the semifinals. And that was. Uh, you know, he was just bombing away. I think he had 50-something. That's yep. why the 50 thing had Stuck come in your my mind because you saw his game. Right, yeah. And, and and I was just enthralled. Now, it wasn't the highest level, although, uh, you know, there was a pr- pretty good level, but it wasn't the highest level. But in the pros, I tune in to see greatness because they literally are the best. So you don't have to make, well, yeah, this and that. No, it's just absolutely it's the best. 
and Dustin Johnson, obviously, on the PGA Tour, is among the best, and for that tournament, he had the best. So that was something that I could watch. Well, we talked a lot of jazz this morning because that was a thrilling game. That was an incredible performance by Mitchell and the jazz 3-1 in the series. So now, percentage chance they win this series. Got them 70, 80, 90, higher than that? Uh, 80 came to mind. Okay. I was thinking 80 at first, and I was thinking 90. They're not going to lose three in a row. Donovan's got it going. Everybody's confident. Clarkson's feeling it. Uh, Conley, remember we're sitting here on Friday taking calls from people who thought Conley was going to be rusty and was going to screw everything up? Hey, Rick. Rick, you got beat up on my face on my uh, same, Twitter handle here. pretty badly after Game Three. Nobody really bothered after Game Four. <laughs> I actually got after more after Game Four. Oh, did you? I got a more after Game Three. I yeah. may have put out a thing saying you guys need to. Oh well, if you sure, if you chum the waters, the Sharks will show up. Well, Conley's playing a, not surprising, but a little bit better. He's making more shots, but he's playing free. That's what it is. he's having fun, man. I mean, Joe Ingles and the idea of having fun, I think that's what it goes to. You know, having fun is, is, is crucial, and especially playing free and loose and easy. And I think that's what we're seeing with Bogdanovich out. Is Conley, I don't know, there, there's no thinking. It's just playing. Go ahead and do what you can do. And that, that's really fun to see, to be able to t- watch him do what he's capable of doing. And when we know in the regular season there was a lot of – guessing and thinking and all that stuff well now we're not having that it's just him playing gotta have it in order for us to win because they could they could have 50 whatever from mitchell and lose already proven that you need other guys everybody needs other guys and right now the other guys right at the top of the list is mike conley what a great section second option he is 17 of 26 shooting the ball in these two playoff games. That's 65%. And he's 11 of 16 from three, which is 69%. And he's made every free throw. He's eight for eight. Don't know what else you'd want out of him for that. That is just uh, so good. So And a turnover free, too. Hasn't turned the ball over in 57 minutes. Not one single turnover. Money! Yeah, I mean, this is why they traded for him, and, and, and we're seeing it. All right, other things we have uh, spoken about today. It's been mostly uh, NBA, NBA, and more NBA, but we did talk a little Major League Baseball, and, and most people, I assume, are watching the halftime show or going to the bathroom, but you channel surfed and caught uh, one of the best moments of the day. Yeah, I did. Yeah, they had to put on the Mets and Yankees aren't playing because of the COVID thing, so they put on the Phillies and the Braves, and I'm, I'm long-time Phillies follower going back literally 40 years. So, I mean, then they got Bryce Harper, too, now, for sure. So he, he's a West Coast guy. Well, I saw play as a young man, very young man, saw him play, and uh, that's going to hold my interest in the, the, the uh, Braves were down. Freeman gets a hit, and they're down by two, and the guy's on first and second. Dansby's on first, and he hits a gapper to right uh, left center, and they make a relay play and just barely get Dansby out at the plate for the tying run. And was it the cliche bang bang play? It was a bang bang play. Sure, yeah. And Dansby tries to dive, and the throw comes up the line a little bit. Real Muto, the catcher, I think it was, and he might not have been catching, but I think it was him. Uh, comes up the line, 
And so Dansby tries to dive around the tag. We've all seen that. And just the outstanding hustle of the play. And like, wow, man, that's pretty cool. And to watch these guys just give everything they got. And they reviewed the play, and he was out. It was a lot of fun. And then you watch the Dodgers just hit home runs left and right. Mookie Betts with two home runs. Got me thinking that, hey, Amount of games don't matter to the Dodgers. They're going to be in the postseason. You can play 100, you can play 200, play 50 games, 60 games. They're going to have to. They're play. going to be in a postseason. They're going to have to play an extra playoff round, though. That's been their bugaboo. Has been the postseason. Although they ought to get yeah. someone who's not very good in the opening series. There's no, there's only five teams with winning records in the National League right now. So. Uh yeah yeah I understand that so uh, yeah, uh, but. They're a really good team, and they're going to be in the postseason. Doesn't matter what level of amount of games you play, and they're not playing nearly as much as they uh, normally do, obviously. But still, going to be a uh, a major factor in this postseason, no matter how many games they play. They're well, just that good. They've won four in a row and eleven out of twelve, and they haven't had a three-game losing streak. They've only lost back-to-back twice, and they're just crushing it. Seven. Home runs to thrash the Rockies. Yeah, which oh. is always good to see to have the Rockies. <laughs> have the Rockies. Yeah, the Rockies were looking decent there for half a minute, but they had a really bad week. So, back below five hundred. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, those are most of the headlines right there. We got a lot of people weighing in right now on the Jazz. Uh, what you thought of Game 4 and what you're expecting looking ahead to Game 5 and the rest of the series. We'll get to all of your feedback coming up next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. The Basketball Insiders, he's Steve Kyler. Give us your thoughts on what you've seen from the Jazz and the Nuggets so far. Boy, it probably starts with Donovan Mitchell. I mean, you think Mike Conley has to go out for the birth of a child. How's this going to go? Okay, will Utah have enough firepower and Donovan Mitchell? So sure, I do. It's impressive, for sure. And then I think with Denver, as you saw in Game 2 of this series, you know, Kitch was good, Michael Porter was good, but you just didn't get enough from others. You know, you know you're going to need more than that. Typically in a playoff game, four guys and double figures usually gets it done. So we'll see what game three brings. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I may not be a smart man, but someone that has a 3-1 lead is definitely not in the same tier as the person that has three wins. Jinx! Jinx! Although I did appreciate the uh, Forrest Gump. I may not be a smart that man. That comes in from Ben. Good work, Ben. Nice job on the comedy, <laughs> you jinx. What's the jinx? You can't be talking about winning at 3-1. People will jump all over you. I know. I've talked about winning at 3-1, and people have winning, jumped all over what me. What do you mean winning at 3-1? What are you talking about? You're ahead in the series 3-1, but you can't talk like it's a done deal. You know, we're better than that team. We got them. Oh, people will be all over you. Well, okay, then wait one more win, and then you can talk it. Yeah, exactly. And as I said, I wouldn't move the Jazz up. I'd move Boston down and Denver down. Those were the two that you had the biggest problem with. I just had the biggest problem with you. Not surprising. Justifiably. Been a common theme. All right, time for the feedback of the day. Brought to you 
Buy Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. We have people who are ready, and they are like, Quinn Snyder loves these fans. RJ, uh, on our Facebook page, we allow Denver to get too many offensive boards and too many second chances. Yeah. Which is true. They did. It was maddening during the game, but then they won the game, so who cares? Well, the Jazz are somewhat of a small team now. Yeah, but that, yes, but I think that there's enough missed threes and long rebounds that they become uh, more hustle plays and more scrambles, you know, and, and winning a 50-50 ball. Okay, As opposed to having the size to go in and, you know, six guys are in the paint slugging it I got out. It. And there is no paint in Orlando, so let's start right. the paint. <laughs> yeah. In the key. Uh, right. Offensive rebounds, 17 for Denver, 6 for the Jazz. Oh, that's a huge number. It's huge to the level of discrepancy eight, there. 8 to 10 is kind of uh, a normal number for offensive rebounds, depending yeah. on how you're shooting and that kind of stuff. And when you're shooting 57.5%, there's not a lot of offensive rebounds to be had. Which makes the... Right, yes. But they shot 49%, so there shouldn't have been a lot of offensive rebounds for them either. I can accept the Jazz being a little lower because they weren't missing shots. That, that yeah, makes and sense. there was a, there was a couple of possessions they got multiple offensive rebounds. Well, at that point, the basketball gods are going to make sure you score. Yes, and they do, and they did. But that is something to tighten up for Game Five. Definitely. Uh, Gage is not just taking them one game at a time. He's not taking them multiple games at a time. He's taking them multiple series at a time. Gage says, "WCF, here we come." Mm. That's well. I, I think today I feel more encouraged about that, but that's still a long way away. Uh, Jared says we got we got plenty of this. Do we want to get into it? Sure, why not? Jared, I think all of the salty people insisting they don't care and aren't watching just missed two of the greatest individual jazz player performances of all time. Spider's been phenomenal, and I take back everything I said about Mike Conley when he couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. I like shot-making Conley a lot. Uh, yes, there's no question. He's making shots, and he's just loose. He's free. He's playing. He's having the time of his life. You can just see it. You see the smile on his face, and that, that goes a long way towards being successful. You have to think you take a look at somebody like Paul George can't buy a basket. He's got to be super tight. That's the last thing Conley is. He's free and loose. He's he's uh right now he's stepping up on the first tee. He knows he's going to hit a great one. He's a golfer, so I can use that analogy with him. He's got all the confidence in the world. It doesn't matter what's out there, how tight it is. He just feels like he's going to drive it down the middle, and he's probably going to do that. You have that level of confidence, and that's what he's been able to do. Uh, so, and for those folks, uh, you know, if that the politics thing is still out there for you, I'm not going to convince you. I'm not going to try. But I will say you're missing a heck of a performance. But if that's what you want to do, well, we can't right yeah. to do it. Telling telling the consumer how they're going to spend their time or spend their money that's uh, it's kind of a fool's errand. There, people are going to do what they want to do. It's an emotional issue. I mean, he went right to uh, Twitter last night on this Wisconsin latest thing, and re- Locke retweeted it. Enough is enough. I don't know that he. Uh, I give credit for the Mitchell. I. I I didn't know he had enough time to investigate it and know that it was unjustified. Uh, but apparently he did because he tweeted that out, enough is enough. And, and I didn't know that Locke 
investigated it and retweeted it too and feels like this is the right thing. And that's what they feel. Uh, that's what a free society is all about. Brennan, I didn't even know they were playing. So there are still plenty of people. We have plenty of uh, yeah. people who are messaging, uh, messaging us that they didn't know. Uh, Mike says, I didn't know. The only reason I know about it is that I follow DJ. I don't give a crap about the kneelers. So there is still plenty of that out there. And they have every right to, to do that. But I decided uh, long ago that it wasn't going to wreck my enjoyment. Uh, it does. Daniel wants to know if the Jazz can close it out with another 50-point game from Mitchell. Okay, I think I would bet against that. Well, if, if, if he has to get 50, then yeah, I want them to close it out because then he's got to recover a little bit because that's taking a lot out of you. And so, you know, if you're winning the first round, then the objective, obviously, is to win the second round. So I'd want him off his feet and relaxing a little bit and have time to recoup. So I'd want them to win uh, game five for sure for that very reason, to make sure they're at their full competitive advantage going into the second round if it gets there. All right, so I put the uh, question today. You, the way it works is you'll put it up on Facebook you know, right after a game or at night before you go to bed, whatever we're going to talk about the next morning, some topic, and then I'll repost it to Twitter so the stuff doesn't get buried and it's fresh in the morning. <laughs> So I post the Jazz are up 3-1 over Denver. What are you thinking now? And uh, Ben says, if I should get a breakfast burrito or Chick-fil-A. I'd probably go breakfast burrito myself. Eric says Chick-fil-A is always the right answer. And Chad responds, don't sleep on the Carl's Jr. steak and egg burrito. See, I like the McDonald's sausage burrito. That's a lot of food conversation early in the morning. we got to know where our listeners' hearts are in their stomachs. Oh, oh, yeah, you haven't been eating, I know, for hopefully for not eight hours. Time to break the fast. All those folks who are involved in all that stuff say that meal is the most important of the day. I don't understand it, but that's, uh, that's what experts, at least some, will tell you. Uh, as far as that whole Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3 discussion, 68% of our audience, and we're at 500 votes now, 68% of the audience has them on Tier 2. 26% has them on Tier 3. But 6% of our audience still has the Jazz on Tier 1. How much? What percent? 6%. So 1 out of 16. You line up 16 fans, one of them would say, Tier 1. Uh, I can't put them at Tier 1 yet. But that's a great thing about it, man. This is not college. Well, who they play, this type of thing. That's a great thing about pros. That stuff never, 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 ever, ever matters because it'll all flush out in the end. You don't have to worry, well, you missed Oregon or your schedule's weaker and blah, blah, blah. Nope, at the pro level, all that's a bunch of crap. It's just what happens out on the field of court. So I can't put them there yet, but they'll have the opportunity. But I can definitely put them at Tier 2. So what if Kenny the Jet is right and there are no tiers? Everything we traditionally know about seeding is out the window. The home court advantage is obviously out the window. That this is a one-off and totally unique and there are no tiers. Great. That, it's a free a fan. Fall. I maybe, love it. I, w- I wouldn't want it every year, but I'd want yeah. it now. Maybe there's maybe there's two tiers. There's uh, 11 or 12 teams with talent and five or six that are in because they need 16 teams. <laughs> and so that's it, right? And you're getting, you know, the Nets are uh, checking out here and the Sixers are out. And I think Indiana's about to be out, obviously. Uh, but other than that, everybody else is just, just put them in a hat and just however you play on that day. I think there's more to it than that. I would think so, too, 
but uh, we are definitely seeing a free-for-all in the West. Now, in the East, we may have you know three sweeps in a five-game series, uh, but in the West, it's, it's definitely a free-for-all right out of the gate. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Scotty G and Hans are coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow.